So imagine what that could do for you in terms of positioning yourself as someone who is truly vulnerable and is showing not only your strengths, but acknowledging where your weaknesses lie. What could that mean to you and your team and your organization? Having those conversations with your team about what you're scared of, what you don't know, what opportunities you need them to be bringing to you, what um, strengths they need to be bringing to you and what you rely on them for. It's all forms of vulnerability that will ultimately lead to people having better engagement with you and better performance in the long run. Hi, and welcome to Helping You Perform. I'm your host, Paul Teasdale. Over a career working with high-performing teams from across the globe, including seven years working with Formula One team McLaren, I've learned a lot about what it takes to drive results. In this weekly podcast series, I'm going to be bringing you tips, tricks, and insights from the world of Formula One that you can apply for your organization for your own high performance. Enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Helping You Perform podcast series. I hope you got the opportunity to listen to last week's episode, which was episode 12, all around standardization, and particularly about standardization as the springboard for creativity and innovation. The whole point is, if you don't have standards, then you can't um, mitigate that noise that's happening in your organization, and you've got nowhere from which you can then improve or know that you're improving. So if you want to hear about standardization, go back to episode 12 and let me know what you think. I thought I'd take a different route this week in uh, some of the topics that I'm going to talk about. And the topic I want to touch on is vulnerability and particularly vulnerability as a superpower. Um, I was reminded of this. I've been on a guesting on a couple of podcasts myself recently, and I've been having conversations about my journey into the world of Formula One. And one of the questions I often get asked is about whether or not I'm a Formula One fan or for how long I've been a Formula One fan. And the truth of the matter is, I wouldn't call myself an F1 fan. There are a couple of reasons to that. One is it's never been a big part of my background. So I've never grown up watching and, and being fanatical about F1. And the other one is that once you get into F1 and you see what F1 fans are, they put the fanatical in there. You know, they are truly fanatical about that sport and they know the ins and outs way more than I ever could. And so when, when I actually went in for my first interview, so I was living in New Zealand at the time, I was looking to move back to the UK, had a connection who got me connected with somebody in the world of McLaren um, and had the opportunity to talk to them about this work that they wanted to do to take the ways of working of McLaren out to wider organizations. Now, this is something that really intrigued me as somebody who's passionate about performance and passionate about high performing environments. But one of the first things that I said when interviewing or even having a discussion around interview then was, look, I am not an F1 fan. Now, I did this for a reason. Now, it was doing, I didn't realize at the time, but this is about being vulnerable. And this put me in a vulnerable state because what I'm essentially doing is going, if this is what you're looking for, I'm not your person. And so I could be cutting off the opportunity of a lifetime right there and then. But what I found is that sort of conversation helps in two ways. 
The first way is, if that's not the right job for you, then asking those questions or saying those things in the early stages really sets your stall out. Remembering that an interview or a job application is as much about you as the employee, as the employer interviewing you as well. And the other thing is that then set the expectations for future. And as we go through, as we had, um, you, you might have clients coming on site and talking to you, you might have different people internally talking to you. If there was some impression that I was an F1 fan and an F1 fanatic and knew all this background to what was going on, then I'd be asked lots of questions and I would soon get found out. And I've done this in the past, I've learned the hard way back in the day. So I found that by setting your stall up up front, you can actually make sure that people understand who you are, who your authentic, you know, who you are as an, your authentic self, and what to expect and what not to expect from you. That then leads to conversations, which is look, and I've had these conversations with clients coming to McLaren, who are expecting me to be an F1 uh, nut and know all the details behind it. And I say, I'm, that's not me. That's not what I'm about. I'm about bringing performance to you and I'm about bringing the ways of working to you. But if you want the details, then this is the person you need to bring in or you need to speak to this department or, or these people would be great to give you that background. And it just gives you an element of authority without having to pretend that you know it all. Now, that's a really vulnerable place to go to. And I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but only in some of the conversations I've had recently have I reflected on that and said, actually, yeah, that was quite a vulnerable place because I could have initially just stopped that interview in, in its tracks and people could have said, do you know what, if that's the case, that you're, this isn't the right environment for you. In fact, it was. We've carried on that conversation. I had that opportunity. But I just want you to think about that for yourself. How often are you either being vulnerable and supporting yourself and using that as a superpower, or probably how often are you not being vulnerable and you're pretending and you're covering yourself up and you're pretending that you know more than you do, because there will be times when this catches up with you. And when it does catch up with you, there will be consequences. Now those consequences may be minor, but they also might be major in your organization. They might be major in your career internally within your organization. It might be getting caught out with a client. And this is one of the reasons I wanted to say that from a client perspective, that I don't know too much about the details of F1, because the people who are fanatics know the details and you never know where they're going to be in the wider world. And you're going to come across one or two people as you go through those engagements. And you're going to find people who know more on a topic than you do, or at least as much as you do. And so as soon as they start asking you questions, and if they know more than you, you're going to get found out. So I want you to have a think about that for yourself. Where are those opportunities for you to be truer to yourself, truer to what you know and what you don't know, so that you can focus your efforts on where your superpowers are and where your strengths lay. And people know what to ask of you and what maybe not to ask of you and know that when you are asked those questions to expect you to say, that's not me, I can bring somebody else in, always offer a solution with these things. You know, I know people who do know, and I'm more than willing to connect you. And I, I can answer that question at a later date. 
I can get that information for you from somebody else. Those, these are all answers that help you to see, you know, have that authority, but don't overstep your lines as well. And it keeps you authentic to yourself. So imagine what that could do for you in terms of positioning yourself as someone who is truly vulnerable and is showing not only your strengths, but acknowledging where your weaknesses lie. What could that mean to you and your team and your organization? Having those conversations with your team about what you're scared of, what you don't know, what opportunities you need them to be bringing to you, what um, strengths they need to be bringing to you and what you rely on them for. It's all forms of vulnerability that will ultimately lead to people having better engagement with you and better performance in the long run. So off the back of this uh, episode, what I'd like you to do is just think about one or two examples. Just think one thing about how can I be more vulnerable, open myself up a little bit to either an individual, to my team, to my organization, so that I let them know where I'm coming from and what I'm all about, so that ultimately the whole team, the whole organization can perform better. So I hope this has inspired you just to take that one step to be a bit more vulnerable in what you do. It will pay off in the long run, trust me. Um, so if you've got any questions about this, you want to uh, hear more about my experiences or you want to just come in, uh, get in contact with me and have a, um, a conversation to talk about how these things can be applied to you, your team, your organization. As always, reach out to me, go to the website at paulteasdale.co.uk click on that button to set up a free, no obligation 30 minute call. And I'd love to hear from you and to have those conversations that allow me to understand how I can add more value to you. In the coming episodes, I'm going to be bringing other topics into play. Uh, just looking down my list here, I want to talk about learning. I want to talk about career development. Um, I want to talk a little bit about burnout potentially. Um, I've had lots of different conversations recently about well-being, psychological safety, all of these topics are something where I've got some thoughts and some experiences from the world of F1, maybe from some other high performing teams as well. So if you've got specific topics you want me to talk about um, in upcoming episodes, please get in touch and just let me know what you'd like me to, to talk to you about. And we can either talk one on one or I can bring that as an episode in its own right. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed today and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Helping You Perform podcast. If you found value in this episode, please take a moment to like, share, or review the podcast. You can reach out to me at any time, either through LinkedIn or through my website at www.paulteasdale.co.uk. I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.